Hello there, this is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Welcome to the Sith West. And where we go? We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am I the am danger. I am the fucking danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who is scruffy looking? Less. I wanna buckle up, baby. Carlos, smash you, King Kong. Hey guys, you ever see that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? And of course, Randy. Change? Yeah. Big change. They got your weekend geek covered. And you? You're on the set list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 330 of The Sith List. I am one of your hosts, Raj Lohshahi. And what have we got? We're already here in the... We're already in the Raj, we can hear... Oh, you can hear me the whole time? Yes. yes I thought sir. like I thought it was like a part of the song I never heard before. <laughs> <laughs> I am the fucking danger. <laughs> oh, no, that I know because Randy started doing the boopity boops. And then, oh, and oh, then that was and you, then, Randy. Oh, yeah, that was me. I my mic, and I was like, "I wonder if I'll notice." Like, boop, boop, boop. yeah, yeah. We, yeah we that, oh, that's why I came in with the fucking nature. But I thought I was saying some other stuff too. I was like, "Oh, maybe I said something really bad." Um, well, good thing. How you guys doing? Uh, well, guys, welcome to three thirty. The Sith I'm Mirage, your host, and the other host here, Eric, <laughs> King Tom, Randy, Boo. We're minus less. Uh, we miss you less, um, and I hope uh, he's back next week. And, minus um, less. We are the Sith Lists, everyone. That was the quickest intro that I've ever done. But now here's the next 40 minutes of an intro. <laughs> Boo, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. A little bit tired. The uh, The holidays are here. So that means that I am not. I oh, am, uh, yes, Boo. A bit of a shell, a shadow of myself. Right. Yeah. Work, uh, work starts in uh, in five hours, folks. One in the morning. Oh, that's just awesome. Merry Christmas. Santa is like real. Black Friday. Fucking hell. Yeah. Oh, man. You guys are, is there something like you're getting like a lot of? Is it like the iPhone? I know when the uh, iPhone comes out, you guys see a bunch of iPhone boxes everywhere, right? Blow up sex dolls. Blow up sex dolls. <laughs> Tons of them. Wow. wow. Tons wait, wait, of them, where yeah. do you work? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't disclose Either it. Either iPhones or blow up sex dolls. Yeah. That's, that's what you got to choose from. Yep. That's about it. Yeah, blow up sex dolls. No, just you can get Apple Care for both of them. <laughs> oh, well, the blow up sex doll would be Pie Care, I think. Not Apple. There's a genius. For oh, that. oh, that's awful. That was awful. Awful joke. Eric, how you doing? Speaking of, man, I'm awesome. Thanksgiving's one of my favorites, and uh, yeah, it was lived up to the hype. Good. You eat a lot of turkey. I got the tryptophan going. I did. I did. It's uh. I don't know, man. There's just something about the holiday. It's one of my favorites. Amanda cooks. My dad comes over. And uh, it's just a good time. Get to yeah. spend some time it's, off. Yeah. I, uh, I We didn't have family. My, all my side of the family got the flu, like everyone. Oh. 
so we were uh we didn't do anything with my side of the family um lorena's side of the family boo's side of the family they um left to vegas so it was just we were here just the family of us four and we spent it together i should say us six including the dogs but yeah um and no turkey this year but everything else like a ton of ham oh uh, nice green bean casserole um, lorena has this um dutch oven not not the one that you do in the bed but an actual dutch oven and she's made um uh, she's made bread she's like actually made like like real bread that you would get at a really like nice steakhouse you know how they bring out the bread baskets like a loaf of bread dude in that dutch oven king tom do they have those where you're at <laughs> <laughs> yes, they have steakhouses out here. They have steakhouses. They have bread, though. <laughs> Gee, have you ever been to the Midwest? They have bread and cheese, tons of it. That's why oh, we they have a lot of like cheese. We do. That's the that's the yeast of your worries, Randy. Oh. How are you guys? How are you doing? How was your thing? Hang on, I want to stop you right there. <laughs> that was excellent. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Thank that's you. all I got. Randy, what's up? How you doing, buddy? <laughs> knock knock. Who's there? It's you, and you're fat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Randy was so pissed at me last night. I think King Tom was there. I think we're talking about Justin Timberlake. Were you there, King Tom? I don't think so. Okay, you left because we recorded a Patreon episode last night, and uh, somehow we're talking about Justin Timberlake. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. We went on for a while, and then I go, "Guys, you hear what what he did, right?" And they're both Randy and Lester's like, "No, dude, what what do you do?" I said, "Dude, what he brought you, sexy you back." So like, oh, I have it on video, Randy. The way I have it on video, I edit it. it. Hey, I can bring it up. Like if people just eating out of your fingers, just like at the palm of your hands to hear your dad joke. Everyone knows. Oh, you didn't so know. You were pissed. So classic indeed. Oh, we got sound bites. That's awesome. From Henry. That's awesome. You just made my goddamn day. That's great. Okay. Well, you know what, Randy? You were, you had a good Thanksgiving, you said? Yeah. I didn't have any turkey. But Oh, me. Yeah. Okay. Me. Yeah. King Tom. Yeah, Thanksgiving was really good. We uh, we don't do turkey. Uh, I don't, not a fan. Uh, we do prime rib, and we were supposed oh. to have my Thanksgiving. How I roll. We're supposed to have my wife's brother and his family over. Uh, okay, but they got COVID. Hope they're feeling better. Uh, oh. So they couldn't make it. So we decided to just cook half what we were going to cook. Oh, okay. And I had planned like that because I do all the cooking. I had planned the next few nights based on leftovers so mm. it ruined like the whole plan yes, the yes. yeah but it was yes. still really good <laughs> leftovers are the best in things especially the ham dude the ham is the best cold warm yeah cold, cold warm. warm it doesn't matter yeah exactly very cool i'm glad it blew i didn't ask you how, how was it uh, you good. were with the browns yes i was with the browns yeah no it was good uh i had the whole spread the turkey the ham sweet potato casserole not i'm not a sweet potato guy at all but uh but uh britney's mom yeah, makes either. a delicious delicious sweet potato casserole so that was that oh, was always nice. good yeah so um yeah just a normal normal thanksgiving one thing that was great football was fantastic yes. the entire day yeah. and then leading into the weekend football was great the entire weekend yes, college was. football was great pro football so Three of football my fans, things. a great weekend. Yes, three of my favorite I, things: food, family, and football. All great. Right. I mean, for the people, the three people that watch sports that listen to us, uh, 
I had a battle with a bad motivator in my other league, a huge battle mm. in fantasy football. And I was, I had a 90, I think a 98% chance of losing. And then I had a specific player that got me 70 points almost. Jesus. And Luke, Luke Cruiser, Luke Cruiser. Yeah, um, I ended up beating him. In, was it Josh Jacobs? Uh, it was. It was. Oh, that last touchdown. <laughs> yeah, that got me like the extra. So sorry, Luke. Sorry. No, you're not. No, I'm not. No, no, you're not. I did get to watch the Elton John show that you went to, Boo, and oh, I was okay. very pissed at my balls for letting me down <laughs> and not letting me go to that show. What a wonderful show! If anybody has a chance and you have Disney Plus, check it out. It's on there. It, they did a banger job, man. It was the the people that produced it and directed it and people that put on the show in the stadium. Fantastic. And Elton himself, not bad, not bad. Except for his pants was falling down every five seconds. He needed like, a belt, suspenders, get a, get something. Get some suspenders, bro. Yeah. Somebody like, he doesn't have an assistant that like goes, like puts it in his little ear. Hey, dude, somebody go get something for this poor man. Ugh. Really upsetting, but if you're an Elton John fan, it's a must, and I envy you for being there, boo. It was, oh, it, was it looked like so much fun. It was yeah, a blast. really cool. Yeah, really, really cool. And Dua Lipa showed up, mm -hmm. uh, Randy, which mm -hmm. uh, she looked fantastic. Really? Yeah, yeah. They sang their number one hit. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's it. So how was uh, uh, everything else? So everybody had a good time, and everything was good. And we're missing less. Uh, I know that I, the night before, Les and I went out for some drinks, so he was doing good then, and hopefully, and we saw him last night, he was in good spirits, so everything is good, so we hope to have him back next week, um, but um, other than that, let's just jump in this. Guys, check out Sithless.com, um, and you will see our T Public page, and I know last week I was joking about our Save Ferrix shirt only selling like five, but it was like the most, it, we sold like, it's like 13, 14 of them. So much so that I got a fucking NDA from the oh. Walt Disney Company. I don't know if they Ow. are. Thank you, Randy. And T Public's like, so sorry. You know that we, we really can't do much about this. Um, but if you want to file a counterclaim, please let us know. And I said, absolutely. Did they copyright the word Ferrix? Which yeah, is that's very possible. Was. Yeah, it which is right. very possible. Yeah. So oh, um, thanks, Bob Iger. So oh, this, there this it is. is a, oh, there um, it is. Collector's item now. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. You're wearing it, King Tom. Yeah. Nice. Oh, it looks yeah. good in blue, too. Bastards. Looks good because yeah, so. it's on me. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Blue shirt or blue hair. You know, it's right. all blue. It's all blue. Blue balls, probably. Oh. So, no, I'm just kidding. I'm the one that has the feeling of blue balls. <sighs> oh, by the way, everybody, 100% balls are feeling great. I know, everybody. I mean, thank you for I reaching out. I needed to know that. Thank you for reaching around. <laughs> Just oh. kidding. Reaching out on uh, on Twitter and uh, asking about my testes. They're doing great. They're doing great. So let's uh, jump in. So yeah, please go on YouTube, subscribe. We'd love to have you um, as a subscriber. There's nothing going on much right now, but we got stuff in the works. January is going to be a pretty fun month for us um, with the YouTube. And then um, Patreon members, please. Um, Please what? You've already signed up. People that aren't Patreon members, please sign up for Patreon. We'd love to have you as Patreon members. And for the different tiers that we have, uh, the $3, the $6, and the $9, we're going to shoot out some uh, some stuff during the holidays so you guys, the $3 people and the $6 people can see what what uh, the $9 people are getting. Uh, and that's Boo, uh, his OnlyFans page. Um, so um, you'll get a little taste of the action. <laughs> Just a taste. 
Just before we case. started, Randy was uh, Randy was adding to the OnlyFans. Yeah, Randy decided to show up before the show bare chested, which is yeah. which cardigan, is cardigan, and bare chested. Yeah, There's Boo is bare chested right now. As it's just hair that you guys mm. are seeing in your picture. It's not a shirt. It's just <laughs> it's my not a black shirt. shirt. It's just yeah. it's just a hair. it's just hair. Just my hair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Let's jump into the uh, box office uh, and let's get this going. Here's Johnny. I know it was you, Fredo. Guys, while Black Panther Wakanda Forever had a terrific third weekend, grossing over $64 million over a five-day Thanksgiving frame, the rest of the Turkey Day weekend box office was limp. These are the words of Rotten Tomatoes' box office page. So thank you, Rotten Tomatoes. The runner-up, Disney's Animation's Strange World, is one of the year's biggest flops with an $18.6 million in its first five days. This was a movie that I think they spent over $200 million to make. Mm -hmm. And it is bombing. When I saw the trailer for this, I, I couldn't get a grasp of what this was about. And it didn't look amusing at all. And usually those Pixar films were like, you know, they tug at your heart here and there during the trailers. This one, I knew something was, uh, was, was, a, was a miss on this one. So... Unfortunately, it's making no money. So mm. that's kind of sucks. But that was um, number two. Number three was Glass Onion, made $11.9 million. Um, and then Devotion, $9.4 million. And The Menu, $5.2 million. So that is your box office. Anybody watch anything other than the Thanksgiving Day Parade, which I saw a giant Grogu float around. <laughs> and a giant cool. Bluey. And the giant bluey. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I watched some of it with Malik. Um, he was over it after a while, but yeah, dude, parades are just, I don't get it. Unless I you're there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. They're cool for about two seconds. And yeah. uh, my kids even just, eh. Um, I watched Wednesday on Netflix, mm. really dug it. Uh, oh, I yes. Yeah. I definitely recommend yes. it. Have okay. You, has everybody seen it? No, I haven't seen it, but I had a coworker today ask me, are you guys going to talk about Wednesdays or Wednesday? And I said, I bet you somebody on our show has watched it. So, yes, we will. Yeah, I, I the acting is great. The uh, the story itself is is cute. You know, mm -hmm. it's got. I don't know. I think every actor in the thing serves their role well, but uh Wednesday is obviously the star of the show, but also steals every scene she's in. But her roommate—I uh, cannot remember the actress's name. She didn't have very many credits on IMDb. She's really good. She's a fun part of the story. Gwendolyn Christie's in the in the show. Oh. She plays the principal. And when you look at it, I don't know if they tried to make it look like she's taller than she is because she's very tall. Yes, yes, yes. But it looks like she's seven feet tall in this. Oh, shit. And like there's a scene where she's sitting next to Jenna Ortega, who plays Wednesday, mm -hmm. and her shins, like she's they're sitting in chairs, and it looks like her shins come up to the other person's chest. She just looks gigantic, but she's she's great in it, too. It's very good. Very cool. I've heard nothing but great things about it. Yeah, I'll leave that up for to the viewer. I won't. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like three or four people at work have seen it and they were talking about it. 
how great it was. So great, man. I started uh, White Lotus on HBO. And that was that's a show that won a bunch of Emmys. I think it won like nine Emmys last this last season. It was supposed to be an anthology series, and they've made it two seasons now. And I think they just got approved for a third season. It is really cool. It is um, it's hard to explain. There, me and Lorena were watching it last night, and there's times where you're laughing out loud, and there's times where you're kind of spooked out, and there's times where you have anxiety for the characters. And the first season is set in Hawaii on a resort, the White Lotus Resort. So it's pretty much, it feels like a Ryan Johnson film. It's, it's kind of like Knives Out in a way where something happens in the beginning and you're trying to figure out who it happens to and what and who did it kind of. But it's more than that. And, and every actor in it is phenomenal and every character gets developed really intensely. And... Um, the second season is in Sicily, Randy, which is great. And yeah, and it's in the White Lotus Resort in Sicily. And you'll know, you'll know some of the actors that you're very, very familiar. Really good, guys. It's, uh, I highly recommend it. It's fantastic. I hope you, uh, you check it out. And I like the second season more than the first season. Hmm. And it's something like where you don't really have to know the first season in order to like the second season. Because it's different characters, different characters, different country. Um, How so many episodes per season? It's I believe nine per season. Okay. Yeah, not not too bad, not too bad. Uh, Aubrey Plaza's in season two. Oh, and she is great, great. And it's a, kind of a role that I'm not used to seeing her in. Um, right. Which, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of her. She's cool. Oh yeah. Um, other than that, I don't think. Um, Watch anything else? Anybody else watch anything? Boo, King Tom, uh, Randy? No, no, no. YouTube stuff, no TV. Yeah, right. It's kind of a law. Well, there's not Andor anymore. There's no Andor anymore, which kind of is unfortunate. Uh, but but there is a, a trailer out. There's a couple. We're gonna do a trailer trash later on, a Christmas style trailer trash. But before that, there's a trailer that came out. From a movie that we talked about. I think Boo brought this up last year. And it's called Cocaine Bear. Oh, yeah, it is. And I haven't seen the trailer yet. I don't know if anybody has seen it. Uh, I was saving it for tonight. And I think we should definitely check this thing out. Um, so let's uh, let's watch this little Cocaine Bear. Let me bring it up uh, for our Patreon members on our big screen right here. And have us, um, oh, well, that's good. It's just like us not even being around there. There we go. And that's Randy. Okay, cool. So that's uh, that's it. So, uh, Boo, this is something that you talked about back in the day, and it had a pretty decent cast, I believe. Very decent cast, yeah. Yeah, and it's based on true events, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah, so this is, is going to be outrageous. So here we go, guys. Cocaine Bear. Let's do this. Medic! Oh, Jesus. What is that? <laughs> Beth, we should go. Oh! Oh, hell no. Millions of dollars worth of cocaine <laughs> fell from the sky this morning in Knoxville, Tennessee. There's more of this out there. This they dumped it somewhere. I'm looking for my daughter. Forest is a dangerous place. 
Hey, Henry, check it out. Something got into it. A deer, maybe. A lot of cocaine was lost. Oh, like really? What is last phone? No, 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 don't eat that, don't eat that. <gasps> Let's see what kind of effect that has on me. Oh, no. <laughs> Damn, it fucking did cocaine. <laughs> a bear did cocaine. There was a bear. A bear? It was far. Hey, that's inappropriate. <laughs> You're safe. Bears can't climb trees. Of course what? I can. Oh, shit. Oh, oh hell no. Oh, shit. <laughs> it kind of seems like the thing that stays with the man forever. Apex Predator. High on cocaine. <laughs> Out of his mind. Oh. Oh, man, you fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> wow. We have such good luck in nature. Oh shit! Get okay. In line. Wow, guys. So excited. Get in line. That um, guys, that looks really good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my Lord. God. Have I ever led you guys wrong? Have I ever led you astray? Uh, Never. Uh, no, I mean, if you're not counting like all your segments and the movies you like, yeah, no, you've never led us astray. Nabu. Never. Never. Nabu. <laughs> wait, so wait, Spot this on is based time. on something that actually happened. Yeah. So, so roughly. So take yeah. the bear doing the cocaine, and that's about it. Okay. About so no one you... actually got hurt. No, no. So, okay, so the bear I was like, this is a weird thing to. No, the bear yeah. did get twacked out, though. Oh, yeah. The oh, bear yeah, no, ate more power pounds of cocaine and died within about five minutes. But within those <laughs> oh. five minutes, there was like a quote from like a uh, like a wildlife expert. He's like the bear for the those five minutes was the absolute apex predator on the North American continent. Like he would have been fucking unstoppable. And I was just like, this is a scientific professional and he's saying this thing was fucking nuts this thing was metal for like five minutes before <laughs> its entire body just everything just seized up like, it, like the, the way he described it dying he's like everything that would go wrong did go wrong failure here <laughs> renal failure aneurysms everything the bear died horribly but for that five minutes he was a fucking stud That's even crazy. more than a regular bear yeah that's insane wow. dude yeah yeah, wow. it, it it looks it looks crazy. I heard Rachel McAdams is in it, and but I didn't see her in the trailer. Did you, did you guys at all? She was the, the bear. bear. Bingo. She was the bear. Wow! How dare you? <laughs> I don't I don't see her part of the cast necessarily. Oh, you don't? No. Oh, okay. I'm looking at the cast now. I must have been a cook too. Shit! I thought Shit, I heard that really? today. Damn. Okay. But who knows? That's, yeah, but Ray Ray Liotta's last film. Going out with a bear. Yeah, that's the way to go out. It really is. The cocaine bear. Fucking bookshelves his career. 
That's awful. <laughs> it's already getting uh, Oscar noms, Oscar it, talk. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, okay, so like I said before, no Andor, but we're still going to talk a little Andor uh, and some Star. I think there's some Star Wars. I hope there is, Eric. Here we go, guys. Let's get into some Star Wars talk. Greetings. This is Grand Admiral Thrawn aboard the ISS Chimera. You are currently listening to the Sith List. I know a great deal about you because of this artistic choice. May warrior's fortune smile upon your efforts. Right. Sweet. There's no Star Wars. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Segment over. There's not, right? No, there's not really. But I well, let's let's there are a couple of things. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh one thing, Diego Luna, I read a really cool interview by uh, Maggie Lovett. I don't know if you know her. She's awesome. She also a big Taylor Swift fan. Oh. And uh I know her dad for, Lyle. Are you done? Yeah, I'm sorry. For Collider. And anyway, she's talking to Diego Luna. And one of the cool things is she asked him a question about whether or not Cassian's character knows about like Jedi and stuff. Then she says, Well, I'll tell you what Tony Gilroy told me after you tell me what you think. Oh. And I thought that was pretty, pretty cute. But uh, it's cool because, you know, Andor with Diego Luna is talking about specifically in the season finale that uh like how impactful it was to us it was a similar thing for him he was in the like the underground tunnels when he's walking through and he they had marva's voice playing and the music and everything to like set the tone and he said he just started weeping and oh, he's like wow. i don't this i don't want to be doing this right now which made it even harder and they're like you really see it in this performance you know and it's like face and stuff and i thought that is so cool to know like how we felt it is how it felt to those people and i don't know man that's the stuff i find very interesting because i don't i'm not an actor i don't understand the craft and i act like a good guitar player but that past that i don't i don't know but to know that the scenarios affect them in a similar way i think is really cool and uh that's awesome i think uh one of the things he talked about so you know they started filming already but in this interview he was saying that he hadn't actually filmed anything yet he's just been on set doing like blocking and, oh, and stuff gotcha. like that so but he's really stoked on it and there is one bummer and i i guess it's an it's an official interview but if it's okay if i share this because it's right there on collider yeah. it's not like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Site. yeah one of the things that she asked was do you think that cassian's search for his sister is over and he said, I don't think so. I don't think it's over. I don't think it's ever over. I don't oh. think it's over in Rogue One oh. because I see that as one thing. So it's, but he's talking about the feeling that that's mm -hmm. what drives you to make the right. decisions that you make. Right, right, right. And which I get it, but yeah, it's already a, a thing that he's probably, <laughs> he's not going to find her in this season unless he just doesn't know. You know what I mean? Of course, I wouldn't think that he would anyway, because then, you know, where does she go before Rogue One comes along? Sure. Mm -hmm. But is there a way, Eric, or in, in, will you guys chime in that because now it's on different platforms and it gets this critical uh, acclaim and people start, let's just say start, people start really getting into it. 
that they extend this thing to three seasons somehow, some way? I think, depending on how no, set maybe. in stone they are with the timeline of it, where it's right. going to land. Because if they've already got these episodes written and it's supposed to kind of do, my understanding is, is it's supposed to basically do what Rogue One did leading right into A New Hope, that this mm -hmm. is supposed to basically lead right into Rogue One. Right. right and if that's, that's the right. case, then I don't see where else you could go with it yeah. unless you like went backwards. Oh, and try, yeah, like wanna, tried to make him younger and i just no. don't see that being a thing i think no, they'd I have to that. swerve do some rewriting and uh you know um i would love it because i really enjoyed <laughs> yeah. this thing i Me too. i've enjoyed the acting i i was re-watching <clears throat> the season finale and just realizing how top shelf everything is it's the acting the the costuming, the everything. It's so good. And there's not one single storyline going on in that that I'm not incredibly interested in. Which I that's agree. a tough thing to come by in something like that. You know, because there's all these things converging and it'd really really be easy to be like, yeah, I don't care about this one. But it's all so good. The whole thing all with right. Dedra and and uh Cyril. That caught yeah. me off guard at how I felt about it when that scene happened. Yeah, I mean, just too. all those things. Yeah. So, yeah, hot damn, more Andor would be great. I just doubt that we'll get it. But any, do you, any, you guys think we will? I don't. No, no. The, the way that show has such a good, like, tight theme that if you were to add a third season, you would water it down so much, and I'm sure. Uh. That Gilroy sucks. probably has a plan. He probably doesn't want to do a, a third season because it seems like he cares about what's going on here. Yeah, not only I that. Just, I don't see it. It seems like it's a ton of work for him. And the way that he talks in those interviews is like, you know, my next, you know, 18 months are gone pretty much, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, you're probably right about that. I would just, you know, fishing for a hope. But, you I know, think, maybe I wouldn't want to yeah. do it because it's so good, you know. Having shows that tell a certain story and are done, you know, that, that is a more recent thing. Um, I've mentioned it before that it's uh, like they did it with Lost. Once Lost had an end, you really could tell the story was very focused. And I think shows are better when they are, okay, we're going to tell this story over this many seasons rather than just say, we're telling a story and we'll see where we go if we get picked up next season. Right. Yeah, that, you're right about that. That's exactly right. And if they have a beginning and end, it's, it'll be more concise. It'll be thought out. Yeah. No, you're right. I'm just being greedy. You know. Well, I, yeah. I, I mean, naturally, who wouldn't yeah, want more right, of that? Right. But yeah, it's it's wild. Mm -hmm. I agree on that, Randy. So I guess the. The real question is for season two, you know, it, Cassian is going to be ushered into the Cassian that we know at the beginning of Rogue One. And one of the things that uh, Diego Luna said in this interview was that like when he goes to talk to Luthen, that end scene that we see, that it's really like what dr was driving him in his head 
on how to approach that scene was what he's really saying is, is look i'm not mad either way if you decide to kill me that's fine too i just don't want to be alive unless i'm doing this there's no point that's really where life is right now and that's powerful stuff man because that's a real turning point uh when you what's what's that that saying um when you've got nothing left to lose, come on, help me out here. Basically, Box like how some being some like a person's their most dangerous when they have nothing. Freedom left to is lose just another thing. word for nothing left to lose. Well, sort of, yeah, but it's like <laughs> it's how lot, liberating it's a lot of different phrases. It's like I yeah, it's like once you have nothing blue. left to lose, there's your your These choices don't run. All and I need to all I need to do is settle lose. down. No, but but you know what I mean. Once you don't have anything left to lose, once literally that's where your life's at. I can either yeah, do yeah, that and I, we know or I could do this. It really drives your focus. Sure. And uh, yeah, it's just cool to see that. That turn. surprising that he did that too. I was like shocked that he would leave that to the uh, to his hands because mm -hmm. he's a shady character, and that's what yeah. we know right now. You know, to leave it in in Luther's hands to. To give him his fate, whether he's going to live or die or continue as a rebel. Yeah. Yeah. So with season two, you know, naturally he talks about just having faith in the writers and, you know, he's essentially plays it off like, well, I've heard the same things you've heard. Yavin, that sort of thing. And uh, I, I don't know. I know what he's, I know. And that's he's probably right. It. Yeah. He's probably right. They probably yeah. haven't really. Yeah. It's so, so he did I, I, talk. I, I, well, Eric, I have a question though for you. Yes, sir. Uh, so because Gilroy reading reading one of those conversations that he had, the interview he had with Collider, mm -hmm. he's like, and they asked him a bunch of Easter eggs, and, and Eric's, I mean, uh, King Tom's going to get into all the Easter eggs. He's like, yeah, I, I I don't know any of that stuff until after I watch it, and that they did a great job. So how does that stuff get incorporated in the writing? And in the background stuff, like if if he doesn't know the stuff that they're putting in in the script, um, like who's incorporating all that stuff? Is that the 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 story group gets involved that in depth with the script writing? Well, so so I've never worked in a in a scenario like that, but yeah. I know people who have, and what I suspect it's a lot like is you have the writer who writes the story. Yeah. And then you have like, so the only comparison I can make for things that I've done is you have like the producer who hires an orchestrator for somebody like John Williams, right? John right. Williams is an incredible writer, but what he doesn't do is sit down and write a conductor's score for right. his work. Sure. An yeah. orchestrator comes in and figures out what instruments should be doing what and that sort of thing. And I think yeah. a person whose function is similar it, they come in and fill out the script. It's like, all right, here's what I want to have happen in here. Some dialogue, right. blah, blah, blah. And here's what I want it to feel like. Now, the people who are good at interpreting that, you go do that part. Right. Yeah, so in my head, it's like they're at a round table with a bunch of people because that person that's doing that writing has to know a lot of fucking deep cuts, dude. Like, as King Tom probably read uh, some of the Easter eggs and he's going to talk about there's some really deep cuts in there that they add into the script. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm just trying to visualize I how that part works. Go ahead, Zon. I was just going to say, I think the prop department might be a lot of it too. 
because well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just talking about the prop background stuff. I'm talking about the stuff that's written in words, where people are saying planets, mm -hmm. saying things from rebels, saying things mm -hmm. that we haven't heard in 30, 40 years. Those kind right. of things. I yeah, think there's I, like I think there's levels. There's like tiers to it. There's like the the main the main writer, and then there's the person who adds. One person is kind of setting up the emotion, the tone, the point of the scene. Another person is getting the dialogue to get you to that point. And then there's another group of people who are looking at opportunities to plug in stuff that ties in the fiction based on, okay, we're at the spot. This is an opportunity for us to have them building this one thing that'll tie into the Death Star from A New Hope. Like, like those things happen, I think, at the lowest like part, like trying to find those little areas to like plug. Gotcha. And gotcha. it's totally separate from like the motivation and the feeling of the story. And at that point, Gilroy's his, his hands are clean because he doesn't know seventy five percent of those those uh, references. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, it would be yeah, it would be crazy. And he's to just like someone to know all that stuff. And somebody else just like approves it at the end, which is I would just like to figure that. Let's see how that looks like visually. That it's kind of crazy to me because there was a lot of stuff in the yeah. series that we didn't catch when we were watching it, obviously, but it's coming out all now. It's like, wow, that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't. I don't have the wherewithal. I don't have the energy right. yeah. to go into that. One thing, yeah. so again, and this is, I come back to this with Star Wars quite a bit, is one of my biggest things with it is how did it make me feel? All that mm. stuff is super interesting, and I love it when I notice it mm. and catch these things. But ultimately, what matters to me when I watch a show like that that I'm deeply invested in emotionally is how did it make me feel? And that's... So it's it's not hard for me to miss some of that. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, me too. I don't spend my. T I don't, and I am not. It, this is not a thing for anybody who does do that. Everybody yeah. in ingests art in a different way, but for me, I focus more on like that fuzzy big big picture thing. But sure, but it, but stuff like this, you really get a sense of like appreciation of the people that are making it because there's, mm -hmm. they, they're trying to like, we were watching solo and they, they were talking about the fighting style. What was that? Terrace Kasi. Terrace Kasi. Yeah. From and the I remember video the, game. Yeah. Yeah. I remember we were watching and Haas was with us and he's like, Oh buddy. Like he yelled it out loud in the theater. And at that point, I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Cause I don't right. remember Terrace Kasi, but those kind of like cool little details, mm -hmm. um, I think, are always great afterwards. You know, like, yeah, you're right, Eric. Yeah. What's like your feels what, more important? What's funny is that particular reference. I yeah. wouldn't have ever remembered that game. Yeah. Until yeah. I heard it, and then I'm like, Hoo. yeah. yeah th I thought yeah, that yeah. was pretty cool, man. That was right. <laughs> that was really good. Oh, a little side note. I got to tell you a story. So on Sunday. I'm at work and my the senior pastor, he's preaching and he hits this like moment. He's really trying to drive a point home. You could hear a pin drop. And our video guy in the back, I'm in the auditorium on the iMag screens, switches to the, the empty keyboard rig. And I just like went, ha! <laughs> real loud. Oh, out loud. <laughs> and my boss looked trying to find where it came from. I don't think he could tell it was me. I was too far <laughs> away. I felt like such a dick, man. Oh. But yeah, That's that funny. that Terrace Cossie, him shouting that out remind, made me think of it. Yeah. But anyhow, but anyhow, you know, because there is so much stuff. But part of that is what even if you don't notice it uh, consciously, it's part of what makes the world. That's part of what immerses you in the world. Yeah. That's what makes it seem real. 
because that world's of Star Wars isn't real unless all the stuff's real. And when they talk about planets that we heard about from over here and this and that, yeah, that's how it that's, would be. So cool. We wouldn't we wouldn't watch a movie that takes place like in the cocaine bear in Tennessee and be floored that they mention Kentucky, which borders Tennessee. And, right, right. Exactly, and uh, right. that's just, that's how it should be. And that's what makes that world something mm -hmm. that we can be in love with and suspend reality for a while and let this that belief, be the reality yeah. when you watch it. That's just part of what makes it work. But And I do think it's a monumental task for them to do all that stuff. Oh, I do too. That's what it's, it's yeah. impressive. I think it's all it's all whether you know the references or not, it adds like a layer of texture yeah. to the world. It makes it exactly. more believable. But sometimes I think there are times where that texture. It's an example of how the texture kind of whether you know it or not, it builds it like when he's eating Cocoa Puffs. Mm -hmm. I think that pulls you out of it like you're it's world building. Ah. But it's like so you so know where that what that is that it kind of takes you out of it. Whether you know all the references, the world building being right. foreign gives it texture. And once but you I, get something right. that people yeah. know, it becomes too grounded. You're like, right, right. Dude's but, eating cocoa puffs. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And there was like I think there's a reference to calf, and I I think I remember hearing calf just like one yeah. other time in Star Wars ever. Star Trader man. Well, it's, yeah, you know, in tons of stealing that coffee. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. classic yeah, yeah. books and stuff. But yeah, 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 exactly. Well, so while we're talking about that sort of thing, I know I don't want to railroad the show. But yeah. this past week, there's like a whole to do about a popular YouTuber talking about how oh, God, uh, dude. screws and bricks. They're too real world. <laughs> and it took him out of the show. Yeah. Here's oh, the God. thing that I just want to say. Number one, like saying because the guns look too much like guns guns well the stormtroopers guns were made out of real guns and uh look it up all right but one of the things is that we have certain things like threaded fasteners okay this is going to be about the screws they are made <laughs> because they're an engineering marvel they perform a function so well that no other thing can do it as well. A machine screw it, it, and why there are different drive heads and stuff all is based on like how torque is applied and what you're trying to do with it. There's a reason those exist because they're engineered perfectly. There's no reason why all this mechanical crap wouldn't have that. People aren't like, those there's bearings on that moving joint of course there are what else would there be that's how it works and you can talk about how that takes you out of it but listen there's bricks everywhere in star wars don't know if you've noticed if you look at the original graphlex lightsaber from a new hope there is a slotted screw right under right on the opposite side of the red button it's right there plain as day it's a screw it's they've been there's a screw holding the clamp on you can see it it's a panhead screw that's standard you know it's just a slot they've been around in star wars since the first day so there are some things you just have to accept that they're <laughs> they're a technological marvel i realize it's a threaded fastener but that's how things work you Surprise, know, people actually 
were that surprised by it. That guy's been a bad faith actor for so fucking mm-hmm. long and is so cynical and jaded about the franchise that I don't even know why people are surprised. The dude has bricks for brains. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. well done, well. dude. Well done. Well, well, and for me, like talking about people, but about like you talking about how like Cocoa Puffs takes you out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they got to eat something. You know what I mean? And the, so it's that sort of thing that the reason people pour milk on cereal is because it's awesome. You know, Listen, dude, I, all it is, Eric and Randy, all it is, is this guy wants to get into this bullshit debate and he doesn't give a shit that there's bricks. Well, here's what it did. I, you know, fuck it drove a ton of views. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Congratulations, you won. And I get it. You're making content. If you're doing that sort of stuff and need yeah. to make money from it, the only way you can produce that this is like people talking about musicians wanting to get signed to a label and, and that makes them a sellout. Listen, if you want to do something at a particular level when you're a grown-up, the only way you can do it is if you make your living from it. Because you don't have enough time to do both. You can't go out and make a great living and produce pro-level stuff. Both. Because it takes the same amount of commitment and time. That's why this show looks like it was done by a five-year-old with some Play-Doh. I'm just kidding, by the way. (laughs) No, but you know what I'm saying. And so these people need to make money off of it. And the way they do that is doing anything they can to drive views at their at their channel and i get it but it's a shame because it's there's, there's a lot of it's dis disingenuous is that the word, no, word to- i'm looking for absolutely yeah. yeah yeah he is yeah he absolutely is but that's why i'm and surprised it, that people pay much that much attention because regardless of whether he's right or wrong the end result is that the grift is real and he's making yep. money off of it. Mm-hmm. yep making a lot of money off of it man yeah, yeah. a lot mm-hmm. yeah but anyway yeah you know there it is man yeah well yeah i'm glad you brought that up so King Tom, what do you got for us on the, um, like, well, did you want to talk to, um, that deaf trippy, uh, that Daphne King quote? Did you see that? No, Where she was talking no, about the acolyte. Oh, no. Oh, I just caught a glimpse of it. Mm-hmm. Hit it. Okay. Um, yeah, I caught a glimpse too. So she was talking about the acolyte. She's like, I really can't say much, but it's, you know, it's set hundred years or so before the Phantom Menace, and it talks about how the Sith infiltrate the Jedi Order. That's dope, which man. I just think that's that's you know, we, exceptionally awesome. That is yeah. rad. I didn't know that. That is yeah. really cool. Um, oh, and that what, you know, we don't know the Sith are in the shadows, and during the High Republic, we don't know what they're doing. And part of me thinks that maybe the Sith are helping orchestrate some of this stuff, but if they're taking a show showing how the Sith are infiltrating the Jedi Order. I think that's a much better idea, especially knowing the type of material that, that Leslie Headland and her writers have done before. I think that could be done very well. Does that mean that Plagueis can be in this thing? How old is how, Do we know how old Plagueis is when he takes on Palpatine? They say he's lived like several standard human lifetimes. Aha. Uh-huh. Interesting, or that he's at least a hundred or something. I, they mention it in the book, so it definitely could have Plagueis in it. And if the Sith is involved, wouldn't he be heavily involved in this? If he's in, an apprentice yet, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Hmm. Damn. Okay. Bet you money one of them's going to become a convert. 
Yeah. It's going to happen. Yep. You mean Jedi to Sith? From Sith to Jedi. Oh, Sith to Jedi. Oh, take a yeah. character who starts off as a villain and becomes a hero. Oh, yeah. But it, then might if, be her. it might be her. But then if they become a Jedi, wouldn't the Jedi know about the Sith? Assuming she says something. Or maybe they're like, uh-huh. you know, you all's forgiven. Mace Windu's going to come and he's go. If what you say is true, I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> Kitty Monday is Monday, Monday is going to be like the Sith are still extinct. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe you. So presumably Yoda's in this could be in this. Like things could people be, that could yeah. be, yeah. Interesting. Chewbacca could be in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, yeah. Yeah. Jabba. Yeah. B. Ar- B. Arthur from the Holiday Special. Mm-hmm. She's my guess is old. no on that but i oh, wouldn't be it. mad if she yeah. were <laughs> yeah me either <laughs> like a little golden girl to show up they're still alive. yeah no yeah. she's no, dead she's, not. Okay. No, she's, <laughs> she's pretty great anyhow she was 200 years old 80 years ago <laughs> no she was awesome she, she was, was she was she was a great, great human great life. actress great actress wasn't she in Mod? She was Mod. Yeah, she was Mod. She was mm-hmm. Mod. Yeah, that was a good show too. <laughs> it was. was it really show. was, man. Yeah, it was. It was a good show. Oh, oh man, Mod, Mod reference. Well, King Tom, go ahead, buddy. Give us some. Okay. Give us some Easter eggs, buddy, that we maybe missed. Yeah. Um. They. You. We. We were talking earlier about names that were dropped, and both Scarif and the Ring of Kafreen locations mm. in Rogue One were mentioned. One of the one location that was mentioned more than once and often dealing with Mon Mothma was the planet Gorman. Um, this was also mentioned during Rebels, during one of Mon Mothma's appearances, but it actually dates back to the West End Games role-playing game from oh, the 80s. Shit. Which That's what I'm talking th- about, man. Yeah, this was before like the Heir to the Empire stuff, um, when West End Games was just wow. trying to come up with background material for Star Wars. Right. And the deal was there was, it was called the Gorman Massacre, where people on this planet were protesting the Empire, and uh, they were trying to land ships, and Tarkin's like, land the ships. And they landed them on the people, killed a oh, bunch of people. Oh, shit. And that event led so to yeah, Mon Mothma declaring rebellion, basically. Wow. So it seems like, you know, and they've mentioned how the Empire is mistreating the people of Gorman. Um, a few times in in, the, in Andor, so that might we might find out more about that season too. Uh, but at least that is somewhat instrumental in um, Mon Mothma's decision. That's the kind of shit I'm talking about. Like, yeah. who the fuck would like know that? Uh, you know, what I mean, some, that's a deep, deep, deep dive. Right. That's a deep cut uh, right there. I've, I have really some other cool. ones that that aren't as deep. You know, we we know about Luthen Shop had Padme's headdress, Plo Koon's mask, the armor from the Force Unleashed, and there were um, Indiana Jones references like the Whip and yeah. Carmenite and the Sankara Stones. Um, yeah, there were two ships from the sequel trilogy, the Quad Jumper on Narkina Five that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cassian and Melchi made a run for unsuccessfully. Um, and then the ship that Cassian used to leave Morlana in the in the first episode, it's a um WTK85A, which is the same ship as Ochi's ship, the Bestoon Legacy oh. from the, the Force uh, Awakens and the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um in in the first arc, uh Cassian uses a Briar pistol. Which is uh, it's made a few other appearances, but it was first seen in the uh, 
1995 uh, video game Dark Forces wielded by Kyle Katarn. No shit. Yeah. That's fucking uh, I think that was like his basic pistol. Yeah. That's um, really cool. Yeah. And then the, the, the final one, and going back to another location, the, um, Cassian mentioned serving it during the Battle of Mimban. I think he ended up as a cook or something. But that was where um, Han was fighting, stationed in Solo. Oh, shit. And during the same time, correct? I think so, probably, yeah. Yeah. Wow. See, that's the kind of things that I love, man. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Yeah, I yeah. did not know any of those. That's that's great. Thank you, King Tom. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Right on. Well, there you go. Look, we just squeezed um, some Star Wars out of the news out of there. Um, a lot of it, which is cool. I love it. I love it. Boo, we missed your boo bits last week. Mm-hmm. Your boo bits are probably ready to explode, dude. Um, I know how that feels um, right now. So please uh, give us some <laughs> blue bits. Um <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. That's awful. I, I, I did definitely did not mean it that way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bits, it better be bits. Oh, yeah, it's bits, Mike. It's bits, I tell you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's bits. It's bits. Uh, I just kibbled my bits. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> I missed it. I missed it. Because Araj uh, can relate. Oh, I, 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 they have kibbled my bits. That's true. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I got You're you muted, boo. on that, dude. That'd be a good way to start. Yes. Good way to start. Speaking of a good way to start, how about we oh. just jump right in? Usually I wait for the James Cameron bashing till the I end. Just, fuck off. Let, let's just jump right into the pool of uh of negativity here. Fuck you, Jim. You don't give me There you go. Good one. Very good. Thanks. Very good. So I uh, th- this came out a little bit ago, but uh, James Cameron said that Avatar 2 would have to make two billion dollars. In order for it to be profitable, right off the bat, motherfucker. Are you serious? He said what? two billion dollars, which I think it's the fifth or fourth or sixth highest grossing movie ever. So two billion bucks right off the bat, or else it's not profitable. What? Like, what why? why? What is standard? Well, yeah, exactly. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But he's been talking <laughs> negative about his or honest. Let's put it that way. I don't think he knows how to be negative about his own shit. But right, he's been right. honest about his own stuff. I think he's trying to lower our expectations so when it does fail he's like see i told you it's not me it's them kind of thing (sighs) that's what i think he's doing i I think he's trying to play three steps ahead that's what i think he's doing he sure but he he just won't shut the fuck up about his goddamn blue people movie god damn it i mean i I get i get he's excited right now because it's coming out but (sighs) the things that he's saying is just like makes me want to just do this fuck you jim you don't constantly exactly exactly so he's he's already said that if if two and three aren't successful we're not going to make four or five and all that okay no shit we just cut it at three wait wait okay so he says (laughs) right okay wait give me give me a second this is his quote james cameron says avatar three is already shot avatar four is partially shot and the script for five is finished and he has already has plans for Avatar six and seven. Yeah, yeah. He says that he'll be. I think he said by if if they do six and seven, he'll be eighty nine by that point. Good lord. 
He said that? So will I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather see Titanic too, bro. Fucking oh, Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Lift it back up. Yeah. yeah raise lift it, it back up with a fucking, oh. with an abyss alien. Yeah. It's kind of weird that he already has like three shot. That doesn't weird. Very. That doesn't sound very like the seal of quality to me. Yeah, we haven't even fi- finished this one and had a chance to really look at it. But we've already filmed the other one. It's already done. It's yeah. it's a done deal. Sweet. It's solid. Moving do remember, on. Do you remember Anchorman? Yeah. Yeah. So the DVD came up, out with like a bonus DVD, which was a whole separate movie called Wake Up Ron Burgundy. Yeah. And it was all extra stuff and discarded plot lines that they ended up shooting anyway for the, for the first Anchorman. So I'm wondering, right. what if that is Avatar 3? It's just the, the <laughs> stuff that wasn't good ah. enough for 2. Hey, we can make a movie out of this. Yeah. Yeah. We can um, it's unbelievable to me. Like, he should focus. He's a talented dude, like we've talked about. He should focus his things on other, other projects, man. True Lies too. Like, yeah, you sure. Push, my heart in that King Tom. Yeah. Like <laughs> whatever he wants. Yeah. Just anything else. Yeah. I don't wow. know. Wow. Do you think wow. it'll make two billion dollars? No. Avatar. You don't? No. No, <laughs> unless it is okay. So <laughs> It's going to release the same date in China, which is which is the first Disney blockbuster that is released in China since 2019. Mm-hmm. That'll help. It'll definitely help. But do I think it'll it'll reach well, two billion dollars? I don't know if it'll help or these days, boo. I, I well, yeah, yeah. but it, will, will it reach two billion dollars by the time the third one comes out? No, no, <laughs> dude, it's not going to make six hundred million dollars. Oh, it'll make six hundred million. Ooh, it will not. It'll it will not. Watch, watch, watch. Like my my confidence that it'll make that money isn't based on its quality. No, yeah, exactly. I I feel the same way. The jig it, is up, dude. It's gonna make six hundred. It'll make over. It'll it'll get close to a billion, if not a billion. Do you think yeah, so? I think yep. so. Wow, that would be very surprising because I know it did so well and had repeat customers because of the 3D experience that brought 3D back to the limelight. It doesn't have that anymore. So I'd be very interested to see if it hits a billion dollars. And if it hits a billion dollars, I'd be well done, James Cameron. It's not going to come anywhere near two billion, bro. No way. Are you kidding me? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I fuck. Maybe I'm I'm fucking wrong. I was wrong about Netflix. Maybe I'm wrong about this. Very possible. (laughs) Shit. Um, Speaking of Netflix, uh, see, perfect. King Tom saw Glass Onion, said it was great. A lot of other people said it's fantastic. Um, And the cinema owners have said that it's so fantastic that they would like it to be back in theaters. They pleaded with Netflix to put it back in theaters for a longer period. Netflix said, nah, dog, this uh, is mine. You only get a taste. That sucks. But I understand for how much Netflix paid for the rights to this fucking movie. I'd be like, yeah, no, no, this is this is mine. You need to come to me to see it. Was it a limited amount of theaters, boo, that it was out? Because limited it didn't amount of make theaters, a lot of money. And only, yeah, it was only a limited amount of theaters and for a week. That's it. Yeah, okay. Just, okay. Just, it was limited amount of theaters. Just Wednesday enough, to Monday. Yeah. Just okay. enough for Oscar Oscar uh, entry, and that's yeah. it. Wouldn't right. they make more money off of 
having in the theaters for longer. That's what I thought. But I don't well, get into not this. how much Netflix math paid. Wins. I Netflix, I pay, Netflix paid two hundred million dollars for this. More than I, that, I thought it was like yeah. oh, this movie wasn't going to make two hundred million dollars. No, it never was. I think it's tough because you've got to, and I mean, I don't know how to project this, right? But their entire business model involves uh, the home streaming service. That's their bread and butter, right? And I realize things shift over time. I do understand that, but I think they would get a lot of backlash of the like lose subscriptions that have up till now been pretty rock solid. It's like, well, it's, hell there's no reason now because i just i'll just go to the theater and see it right when it comes out and the longer it takes to get to netflix mm. the worse it is and they don't want to try they it would have to be one or the other i don't think they would have any kind of success having it in the theater and having it on netflix simultaneously and so you alienate your subscriber base well at that point you'd really have to kind of flip what your business model is all about now what they could do is come up with like a netflix original movie studio right and have that be a separate thing that it will not land on netflix until a year later like other movies do i right. think you would have to really separate the two i don't think you can i don't think there's any middle ground there that makes people that would make anybody happy i guess is yeah. what i'm trying to say right. i could be wrong i mean yeah, Lord, sense. i've certainly been wrong yeah. several times before today i mean even <laughs> yeah. so but I do think that's what would happen ultimately. Hmm. Well, when does that come out on Netflix? By the way, December just before 23rd. Christmas. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. So interesting that that Eric said that that Netflix is considering re-releasing it in theaters after the streaming debut. I would assume that this would hmm. be right around Oscar time. You know, you know how they how they put the movie theater or the movies back in mm -hmm. whatever Oscar potential movie they have. If it was released, you know, three months ago, they'll pop it back in theaters and be like, catch the Oscar nominee, watch it in right. theaters, that kind of thing. King Tom, so, question so for you. Hope. Is this something that would be on the Oscars radar? Was it that uh, was it done that well to be like nominated for best picture? Maybe I'm not the best like judge. Best screenplay. Right. Yeah, you maybe know, best Oscar screenplay. All they need is a couple, stuff. I guess. Um, yeah. Janelle Monet for She might get an actress. Best, best actress. supporting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, then you're right. Because it comes down to just two or three nominations and big ones, and, and that's what they want. Yeah. Makes sense. Maybe Ryan uh, Johnson will get best director. That'd be cool. Mm -hmm. That would be and, pretty um, cool. Yeah. Maybe James Cameron will get it next year. Yeah. Well, one thing I think that is weird about like awards like that, like I'm sure winning one is means a lot, you know what I mean? But then you take an actor like Harrison Ford has never won one for best actor. And that's kind of hard to wrap your head around and how like big name artists end up losing like a Grammy to some other person because like it's the in reality what's driving the voting structure you know what i mean right but i mean obviously it's important because it helps drive revenue toward 
a film. That's really, I mean, there's the prestige of having it, but ultimately when it comes to like best picture, the real reason is because now you can demand more money for your product. And like guys, even Al Pacino's won one. And that was for Sin of a Woman. After all his catalog, he won for Sin of a Woman, which was a fantastic movie. But not only that, Eric, it's the next film the studio is putting out. When they have Janelle Monae in the next film, it's Academy Award nominee Janelle Monet in this feature film. Exactly. So they also they do it for that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, speaking of being put back in theaters, uh, Top Gun Maverick is going to be back in theaters for uh, a couple weeks, uh, yeah. starting starting this Friday. So from oh. December second to the fifteenth. So if, if you be number one, yeah, if you didn't catch, uh, which I think is a pretty good idea, because usually Christmas box office is pretty poor, yeah. pretty poor. I think it's a good idea, I guess, to squeeze out a little bit more cash or a little bit more, you know, people talking about it. Uh, and then also, I, I think yeah. it's going on Paramount Plus in the 22nd, I believe, of December. I think it'll be on Paramount Plus. So, so, so you'll be able to stream it, watch it in theaters and within the month of December. So it's nice. I, I heard this last Thanksgiving was the worst Thanksgiving in the history of box office. Is it, yeah. Did you guys hear really? That? Yeah. Wow. The, total, the total from top to bottom. Yeah. Ouch. It's, it's the worst. Yeah. Fuck. Mm-hmm. That's rough. Well, I think things like this kind of show that when yeah. all these movies are like comfortably saying, oh, we're just going to re-release. Eh, like yeah. we made yeah. money before. There's no competition unless you're right. Tape. Right. And that was the biggest movie of the year. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, especially th- and if you have seen it and you haven't seen it in theaters, go to a theater and watch it. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I recommend seeing it in a theater. Yeah. I, I can't wait to stream it at home, but, mm-hmm. but I would highly recommend. And I think that's, I think it's only IMAX release for those, for oh, those two weeks. See, I haven't seen it. I IMAX, believe. So I, yeah. So I, I definitely go do it. If yeah, that's uh, if you haven't seen it, see it, and if you can see it in IMAX, it's awesome. The bigger the screen, the louder the speakers. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend it. Yeah, um, no real segue, but uh, Ang Lee is going to direct a Bruce Lee biopic for Sony. Um, oh shit! The cool thing about this one is that his son Mason Lee is going to star. Oh, very Ang cool. Lee's son. Yeah, no, which w- which Lee? <laughs> <laughs> this is a Naboo, I think, bro. I just got Naboo. I just not. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just noticed that. I was like, "Fuck, I don't know." <laughs> it's, it's actually Jet Li's son. Oh no, okay. Yeah. It's Jet Li's son. Yeah, right. Uh, mm. this is... <laughs> We're gonna have to find out. I don't know. Albert yeah. Lee's son, yeah. the guitar player. Oh no! He That's Bruce Lee. Lee's son. It's somebody's son. Somebody's, yeah. Yeah. That's funny, Randy. You say it is Bruce Lee's son. He looks like Bruce Lee's son. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's interesting. Wait, who knows? No boy, he's Taiwanese. Okay. Must be. Ang- he's Ang Lee's son. He's Ang Lee's son. Yeah. Okay. okay. Hmm. Um, wait a minute. No. Then, wait. Wait. No. What? Nope. He played a role in Lethal Weapon 4. He's Jet Li's son. Jet Li's son? No. No, wait. No, he is Ang Lee's son. Okay. 
Mm. Ang Lee confirmed. Ang Lee, you are the father. <laughs> Where's Maury when you need him? <laughs> <laughs> Maury, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Shit. Oh. That was yes, that was a conundrum. Dude. That was pretty good, yeah. Threw me for a loop. Um, something else that threw me for a loop. Um, so Bradley Cooper has been cast as Frank Bullet in Steven Spielberg's new original Bullet story. So, if, if you guys haven't seen Bullets, the car chase movie, you, know, you got oh the, Bullet, yeah, 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 the, yeah you McQueen, got the Ford McQueen's Bullet, hey, bingo. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna get to that. You got the oh, Ford Mustang, the yeah. you know, Dodge Charger, kind sure. of the the epitome of a car chase movie. One of my favorites because it it has the there's no music during the car chase. You just hear the city, you hear the yeah. you know the engines of the of of the cars and all that and whatever they're they're you know shenanigans are getting into. Love that shit. That mm-hmm. is pumping in my veins. That, that is a great, great car. It's scene. awesome. So, but it's not going to be a remake of Bullet. It's going to be a an original story, kind of a continuation, like what he does after, maybe what he does before, something mm. like that. So Bradley Spielberg, Cooper. Bradley Cooper. I, hey. I'm okay. You know, usually yeah, stuff shit. like that. I'm like. I'm not sure. I kind of dig this. I I just hope that they keep the same style of, you know, no music during the car chases. And I'm fucking sold. You can do whatever the hell you want. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I had a, I had an uncle that would go to Vegas and play card games. I I'd be in the other side of the casino. And all I hear him go bullet constantly would say bullet. Like, like all night long. That's awesome. I don't know why that came up to me. Would it, would it be when he won or when he lost? I think he was trying to get bullets uh, on the. Uh, isn't that a, a hand in in uh, in blackjack or something or something? Or is it? I don't know. Bullets. Or is that supposed to be a bullet? Aces. Yeah, maybe aces. I don't know. We got to look up that. That and Angley's son. Ang oh no, Lee's, that's yeah. already. We've already figured out Angley. Yeah. We confirmed that. We've confirmed yeah, bullets. Crack. Crack team was on it. Yeah. Bullet. Um. But crack. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. That wasn't me. <laughs> oh man, it's very good. Um, something else that was very good was uh, Marva's um, hologram speech to right. the people of Ferrix that uh, essentially incited rebellion, uh, which was awesome. Did anybody else notice that when she says "fight the Empire"? That a, her mouth kind of looks like she says "fuck the empire." Oh, anybody else see that? Notice no. that or anything? No. Okay. Um, she so had a Rage Against look- the Machine shirt on, though. I saw that. I was right. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> so it looks like <laughs> that is very good. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so rad if she did. Oh my god! I said, why? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Where'd he go? He's laughing too hard. He's like, I, he's like, I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> you okay there? Yeah, it, uh, that I don't know, man. That just like tickled <laughs> myself for a second. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, but there you go. No, no, no. You're good. There you go. That's that, that's exactly what I want. So it looks like. 
the showrunners wanted her to say that. And they asked Disney oh. if they could. And Disney said no. Oh. Disney said no. So Iger would have said yes. Very good. Iger would have been like, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. yeah fuck yeah, it. do it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I haven't rewatched it myself, but it, it looks interesting yeah, that, that they might have said that or maybe slipped it in that she still says it, but they switched it out with Fight the Empire. Who knows? I think that would have been a mistake, personally. I mean, listen, I like cursing as much as the next person. I mean, <laughs> my God, my wife is never more beautiful when she's releasing a stream of expletives that just will <laughs> embarrass sailors and truck drivers. But... You know, one of the things about her speech was the call to action and the real call to action is fight the empire. Don't lay down for this because, you know, fuck the empire has a completely different connotation. It's more about that's disregard what they say versus literally take up arms and put the smash on this, which I think that was more monumental. That's yeah. just me personally. Well said. I'm with Eric. Well said. I, I heard that scene also was a tribute to Hitchcock, and, and I didn't get to really read about what they were talking about, but I saw a headline said that it uses an old Hitchcock trick uh, that hasn't been used in 70 years or 60 years, whatever it was. Uh, and I was like, oh, and then I didn't bother reading it because I was intrigued kicking with bricks. The, bricks and screws. That's what I was reading the whole day. Kicking the guy out of the bell tower, like vertigo? Maybe? No, no, no. That, ac that actual scene with... Uh, uh, with the hologram. Oh, uh, I thought you meant kicking the droid over because man, Hitchcock used to do that all the time. All, oh yeah, yeah, Ace was, droids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, just really quickly, guys. Yeah, there we go. What is that? Bullet. It is a slang term for an ace card. It is. So my uncle, oh. my uncle, my Guya. You guys know Guya, most of you. Oh yeah. Uh, Guya's father would always say bullet when he was on a good one. I knew he'd be winning money. <laughs> uh, there it is. Ace term. Thank you. Crack mm -hmm. team. And that's uh, that's all I got. Hey, that was good, man. You, your bits, you unloaded. Bits. You released them. You like shot them over your head. Very well done. Good job. Good job. That's what I'm not uh, yeah. <laughs> that's what you're going for. Uh, I have a trailer trash, guys. Um, a holiday trailer trash. It's called the mean one. And oh, I, I want to see this. Okay, I'm see it. Okay, you can see I'm it. So, I, I haven't seen the trailer I, yet, though. I've read about it, but I haven't. Um, I haven't really seen the. Okay, uh, I fucking do this. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm a now. huge Grinch fan. Okay, oh. let me uh, bring it up. And it should be good. Yeah, it's based upon uh, The Grinch, but I guess it's a horror film. <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's see if I can find it here first. This is great radio. I mean, great podcasting. Okay, let me put okay. this up. You guys can't hear anything, though, can you? No, no sir. Nope. No, sir. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, this is great. High quality stuff here. Yes, this is uh, this is what we do here at the Sith List. Uh, Play-Doh and $5 is uh, what we do here. Um, anybody want to talk about something else while I do this? Um, remember when like the videos used to play audio? <laughs> <laughs> Those were the good old days. Those were the good old days. Uh, 
Yeah. This like earlier out. this episode? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why. Oh, okay. I think we're on the verge of a breakthrough. We are. Monitor Break off down. should not be on monitor off. So let's mm. uh let's 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 watch this. Remember that story about Cindy you know who? When her Christmas was stolen, she knew what to do. Why, Santa Claus? Why? But what if I said that's not how it went down? You gonna be okay? Because we can turn around right now. No. My poor girl. Her mother was killed. Her mind snapped. Did you ever find the Christmas killer? I never got a reliable description oh of the man. Oh my god, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> the Christmas killer is back. This town. Now he's back for blood. A Christmas killer thing. Not again. Us folks down in Louisville. We Mount Christmas a lot. It's we folk. That lives just north of Louisville. Does not. What is it? The mean one. He's slippery. He's elusive. He's a mean one, that Mister. Oh wow. Is that right? Ronda Rousey? This, oh, no. this looks pretty crazy. You're a dead one, Mr. She's got a candy cane shotgun. Oh, you're a dead one, you're Mr. Grant. That's. <laughs> oh my gosh. So they didn't okay. sold. call it. They, they cut away before they said the word Grinch. I'm guessing right. they didn't want to have to pay the Sousa State you know, millions mm. of dollars. And right, probably, right. If anything, yeah. they're going to call him the Grunch or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> right. Here's the synopsis here. One Christmas Eve in a sleepy mountain town, Cindy's mother is killed and her Christmas stolen by the mean one. A bloodthirsty green grouch. Grouch. In a red Santa suit. 20 years later, Cindy returns to Newville where the monster launches another bloody reign of terror that threatens to destroy Christmas. Now Cindy's got a Bold new purpose, trapping and killing the mean one. Well, that's sure something. That's something. I'm yeah. in. I'm sold. You're in for this, boo? Oh, yeah. 100%. <sighs> it looks horrible. Just so. Uh, yes, it definitely I, looks that, horrible. That, that looks horrible, but like in <laughs> just a bad enough way to where you could have a good time. I agree. I agree. Now, I wanted to play this next one with Les being here. Did you, any of you guys watch the holiday special? No, Guardians no. of the Galaxy. Yes. No. I haven't seen it. It was phenomenal. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. From start to finish. Um, I thought it was great. But there was a specific scene. And I'm, I'm going to ruin this for you, King Tom. But, but it's, not a, it's not a spoiler. But I think you should see this. Um, and, and I wish Les was here because it's so... Um, he's he's gonna get pissed about this. So um, I'm gonna bring it up to the big screen for the for the members of the audience. You guys Is know how much have we, audio. It, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely has audio. Thank you, Boo. Um, Chinese. Yes, um, and I'm not gonna tell you how that happens, but just watch. I've cut some scenes here just to get a perspective of what we're gonna see for the for the listeners. You know how much I hate the fucking GoBots. Okay, that's all I'll say. <laughs> Watch. Oh! Oh! 
Hold on. God. <laughs> it's like, guys, so the people that haven't seen it, I'm not spoiling anything. Drax beats the shit out of a GoBot, dude. Um, <laughs> killed his cousin? GoBots and killed the GoBots his killed his cousin. So when that happened, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I text King Tom and I said, I think Gunn listens wow. to the Sith list. I mean, there just has to be evidence right there wow. that he does. What a no one owns the rights to GoBots. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, really. <laughs> One of the things that I love about moments like that is how they will just confidently give you no background reference to it. <laughs> right, right. No. Exactly. No. Right. GoBots killed his cousin. That's, <laughs> That's all so you cool. need to know. Yeah, that was good. It that was such was a great... It's, it's really done well. I mean, it's it's the production value is not is pretty great, too. Yeah. And Kevin Bacon's phenomenal. Oh, I'm he's saying. great in it. What a he's good great sport, man. Wait, yeah. Kevin Bacon's in it? Yeah. No, yeah, it's oh, okay. Oh, okay, good. It revolves. Yeah, he's, I like much. that. Um, now, like, uh, what's his name again? What's the name of that character? Drax. Drax. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanos killed like his family. Gobots killed his cousin. Yeah, like, he's got a lot of grudges. Right. Yeah. It was so great to see the Gobot go down like that. I was so oh, stunned. Yeah. You know? And I, I, I cut it up so it, it just have those Gobot scenes. But I, I, yeah, I honestly, cool. at first, I didn't think it was a Gobot because it looked like it was put together too well. it was too big too yeah i was like oh that looks like way too much quality right there all right exactly uh so yeah check it out guys especially um with uh there's some scenes in there that are a little bit non-kid friendly i guess you could say but um it's not too bad at all right eric i didn't i mean there's nothing in there like they get trashed they drink and there's some shooting and yeah but there's nothing there's some cussing especially uh, at the end kind of but there was it wasn't too egregious at all so no, and, I, was, and i thought it was done really well it was cool yeah it wasn't out of hand one of the things that i noticed when there's stuff that i don't necessarily want my kids to focus on mm-hmm. in a show especially you know i'll usually watch that stuff beforehand just so that i'm prepared yeah. for it and literally right in the middle of it i'll ask them something ask them a question about anything just to divert their focus for a second, right? Yeah. you know, but, but also they do something similar to that visually to where there's enough going on that a kid will be looking at this thing over here uh, on the side and, right. and not focus so much on it, but it's, it's, it's very cute. It's, uh, it's touching too. Yeah. It, it's yeah. very touching. It's very Amanda touching. was like getting all teary eyed. Yeah. It's very touching. And yeah, at uh, the end of it, it's really cool. Most of the bigs are in it, so that's cool. Yeah, that uh, you know, some are featured more than others, but they all showed up for it. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I really I think dug what, it. I heard it was uh, filmed during the, when they were filming Guardians. Oh, really? Just, yeah, oh. and they did it, did it that way. That's cool. cool. Speaking of like kids and um, having to explain things, you know, I when I take Malik in the car, we always listen to music. And he always constantly is asking me what this song's about. Well, today I was, for some reason, uh, my phone died on me, so I couldn't play Spotify. So I was listening to the radio and Hot Stuff by Donna Summer came out. 
and he asked what is what does she want the hot stuff and i said i said she's she's really thirsty she wants some coffee you know it's uh, hot stuff is just coffee uh, i had i didn't know what else to say so i need some hot stuff yeah baby i need it want to get i think there's one point where she says something about like i need a white man this week or something which is interesting i used we used to do that and throw the horns Oh, hot stuff! Yeah, it was really oh, cool, man. Okay. Played the da 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 on guitar and yeah, it's a great one. Rock. So it. you usually tell him like prior to this. Do you usually tell him like what songs mean? It's a very interesting question for a young kid to ask. That's why. Yeah, I do. He asks every. He asks who this artist is, and what does the song mean? Every single song. So wow. sometimes I have to like stray away from it. Sometimes I tell him like straight up, um, but like um, like. It, Enter Sandman, uh, I had to kind of like, you know, I don't want him to freak out in bed, you know, in his crib and stuff. So I had to like make up like some kind of story about a cool dude coming in, hanging out with him when he's sleeping. <laughs> Speaking cool. about what songs are, I mean, because that that is like an advanced question for a kid to ask yeah. about. Yeah. But speaking of like what songs are about i was doing an episode of that's metal on the bad motivators patreon with chris hall artist extraordinaire and we were oh, talking about hell yeah. the album and justice for all and going through track by track and we hit the song harvester of sorrow oh and when you really harvester. look at the lyrics it, the the what people think that's about is a man who's essentially torturing and murdering his family and it's all because of how what happened to him when he was young and it's like jeez it's crazy <laughs> well enter sandman's about sids uh, uh i just read an article about what the song was about and it's about uh sids it's about kids dying in their crib really i didn't realize that oh. yeah yeah crazy so um and by the way metallica fans are going on tour uh tickets mm -hmm. go on sale tomorrow at 1 p.m eastern uh, pre-sale so if you're into metallica and I think the initial pre-sale is just for the like the full festival tickets. Yes, and I have the code if any of you want it. So uh, for that, and I also have the code for tomorrow's. <sighs> I love seeing them live. I haven't seen them live in a long time, and they are a fantastic band to see live. Yeah, I'm some guys that I used to play music with just a long time ago. Before I ever moved to St. Louis, they're coming over and asked me if I wanted to go to see it. Oh, and you've Louis never somewhere. seen them, right? Oh, no, I've seen them. So oh, you, oh, you haven't seen Maiden. You haven't seen Maiden. Correct. I've never seen yeah, Maiden. Yeah. yeah. The first time I saw Metallica was the Injustice for All tour, coincidentally enough. And Same. Uh, yeah, great tour. I was uh, supposed to see them when they were touring for uh, Master Puppets, opening mm -hmm. for Ozzy. But right. when James Hetfield broke his arm, oh yeah, it was in Evansville, Indiana, where I was. But it, oh. yeah, oh. He, he was skateboarding around uh, Mesker Park Amphitheater and fell and broke oh. his arm. They had oh. to cancel a couple. He they didn't play for a couple shows. Why he got like a guitar cast, and then one his guitar tech played his parts for him for a while. Right. Wow. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. We could talk about Metallica for hours, man. They're, they, they're, they're, they're a great live band. They are a great live band and they put on a great show. I mean, they just released a new song, shows. new music video. Oh, Lux Eterna. It's, 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 it's cool. neat. And it's like a throwback to kind of where they came from. And it's for guitar nerds. It revolves around like a minor pentatonic 
licks. Oh, so, so, so it's a little more school? of like classic Metallica, oh, but still cool. thrash. And, oh, shit. Yeah, the music video is cool. Hetfield sounds great. It's, it's good. They, uh, real quick, they were talking about, I'll, I'll, I'll tie this into like Stranger Things. They were talking about um, why they let them use that song. And because they've been a very, very hard no on everybody. Anybody who would ask them to use their music, they would say no. And then they, they finally it's like got together and they're like, why, why are we such dicks? Lars, I just read Lars talk about it today. He's like, why are we just, just let them use it? And then it's become this massive, massive thing for them again. And that's pretty much touring because of the new album, but also there's they're in the limelight again, which there's, is really cool. That show brought them a big resurgence. Yep, it sure did. Sure and did. Uh, you, you know that's that's something with the length of their career, people don't maybe don't realize, don't think about it that Kill 'Em All came out in eighty four, eighty three, four, yeah, something like that. And you, you, they would tour for some of their albums for like two and three years mm -hmm. and just slog it out and slog it out. And one of the reasons it took them, you know, people be like, why does it take them so long to mm -hmm. record a record? They have huge gaps between album releases. And it's because, you know, they toured for and justice for all forever. And Ever. then for the black album forever. Mm -hmm. And at some point when you live that lifestyle, for so long, you're like, you need to go home and you need to stay home for a while and be away from these people and away from that life. And let's face it, they've all had their struggles. You got to get away from the opportunity to just constantly be bombed out of your mind and stuff like that, because it's an unhealthy yeah. way to live mentally. Right. Yeah. As, as well. And so, yeah, they have these huge gaps in it, but it's also what's helped fuel their songwriting, that angry. Like when you hear... The song turn the page it's so their cover of it is really good so good yeah but it's because they mean it they lived it that that's yeah, right, right. what it was like just that long lonely empty you know you're on the road and for four hours a day you're the biggest deal in the world and the rest of the time you're lonely you can't talk to anybody you're too famous to go to denny's and you're by yourself it's just, it's a weird, weird way to live, man. Yeah, you're right. It must be, it must have been great. Plus, they went through all kinds of tragedy too with Cliff. Yeah, dying on the road. But well, I think that wraps up this episode, guys. This was a fun one. Uh, this was a lot of fun, and um, we wrapped it under two hours. Well done, gentlemen. Boo, since you're in the middle right there, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at the Sith List Boo. Nice, Randy. Where can people hear you? Your beautiful voice and your amazing guitar exploits, and also uh, uh, see you. Hear me on YouTube.com/slash the Sith List, where we do reactions to all the shows we enjoy watching. Or you can visit me on Twitch.tv/slash Cursing User, where I play video games and guitar. Nice, Eric. Where can people find you? Uh, check out my other podcasts. The Bad Motivators, and also our, my Bluey podcast I do with my family, Dinner at the Healers. Follow me on Twitter at Eric Strothers and check me out on Twitch occasionally at MouseRat2217. Nice. King Tom Chansky, king of all pods. Where can people find you? I do Patreon shows for The Bad Motivators, Blue Harvest, and Steel Wars. And you can find me on Twitter and um, that other one, Hive, at Tom Chansky, where I'll be uh, trying to figure out the Lee family trick. 
that's a good one, King Tom. Good one. Uh, you can find me at the Sithless and all different kinds of platforms, social media platforms, including Hive and uh, TikTok. We're on TikTok as well. Please, uh, yeah, go on YouTube, subscribe. We'd love to have you. Check out Sithless.com for all kinds of cool stuff. There was a cool shirt that said, say, Ferrix. It's not on there right now, but I'm fighting the power, just like Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, right. <laughs> Place it with a Rage shirt. Yeah, exactly. I should just put her face with her like there and like a rage kind of like slogan put, or something. Yeah, put her Zach face will on take top us down. of the Evil Empire cover. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Oh, hey, you got me spinning round round baby round round like a record baby. Guys, we'll catch you next week. Unless we miss you, you can find him at Less Is More seventy eight on Twitter. Check him out. We'll catch you next week on episode number three thirty one right here, Randy on. The Sith List.
should have